This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank the Lord for this beautiful morning. In, in Pretoria, we are enjoying showers of blessings from the Lord. And uh, it's a great morning. I don't know about you, where you are, whether you are enjoying the same showers of blessings. But if you are not, receive, I receive it on your behalf. Amen. Well, we thank the Lord that we are privileged and blessed to constantly hear his word. And I pray that by his spirit this morning, he would minister unto us graciously and strengthen us and help us to be what he wants us to be. We can thank the Lord that he never begins and leaves any work of his uncompleted, but rather he completes what he begins. And having begun a good work in you, you can trust that he's faithful to complete it. Amen. So I want us to speak a word of prayer to the Lord this morning. And that word of prayer is, Lord, let everything about you excite me. Let everything about you stir me up. Let everything about you bring joy and happiness to me, no matter what state I am in. Even as I come to hear your word, by the power of your spirit, let my inner man rejoice at your word. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We bless you, Heavenly Father, this morning as we prepare our hearts to receive your word. We desire to be blessed, but not only to be blessed, but to be joyful at your word. We desire that by your spirit, you will lift us up above every spirit of depression, that we would constantly seek your presence, will constantly seek to be where you are, will constantly wish for your voice. May our attraction not be to any earthly thing, but may our attraction be to you who is real. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we receive your word, we know that by your spirit, you would guide us. By your spirit, you will lead us on the path of righteousness. This morning, I lift up every soul under the sound of my voice. To your throne, O Lord, presenting them that, Lord, by your spirit, let your will be done in their lives. Give them ears that can hear. Give them eyes that can see. And Lord, every challenge that is confronting their lives, let them see your hand at work miraculously. Where there is pain, I ask for comfort. 
And when there's morning, Lord, I ask for joy. Joy unspeakable. I thank you, Father, that long life and health shall be our portion. That your goodness and the works of your hand will be the manif- our lives will manifest it. That all men will know that there is no other God beside you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that this morning you will speak to us that which we ought to hear. Let everyone that needs to hear this never miss the opportunity to hear. And I rebuke every satanic work that is aimed against us receiving your engrafted word by your spirit, Lord. I pray that your word as a seed shall fall on a fertile ground, a ground that is yielding 60-fold, a hundredfold, and several more folds. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank the Lord for this morning, like I said. And uh, this morning, I, I don't know, but I was trying to give a title to the message. And I realized that I may, if I title it, I may not say everything that's led by the Spirit to say. So I try, I, I've just decided I won't title it, but I'm sure at the end, we can all have titles for what we are talking about. Anyway, by the way, the title is just for you to remember the message or to trace which particular message, but the title really is not significant. I mean, when your father is calling you and talking to you, does he title it uh, chapter three of Don Don Discussions? Or does he title it, he just talks to you as and when there's a need to be spoken with. Amen. So also, let God by his spirit speak to us and everyone hear what they need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Good. So this morning, I want to begin with the fact that Serving God is not optional. We are talking about the wisdom of the serpent. Be wise as a serpent, person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. And we have him as our portion. And therefore, Christ in us is the hope of our glory, is the hope of our victory, is the hope of our being successful at overcoming the environment we are in whilst we are here on earth. Hallelujah. So I, I want you to have a mind. And, you know, because your mind controls you to a large extent, anything that is able to tune your mind in a certain direction is likely to tune you and your actions in that direction. Therefore, I want you to have the mind and to know for a fact that serving God is not optional. It's a must. Serving God is not optional. It's a must. Serving God in this world is not optional. It's a must. It is your key to the escape 
of the corruption that is in the world. It is the key to the escape of the works of Satan that is aimed against your life. Serving God is not optional. It's a must. Hallelujah. Now, you see, Satan would always infiltrate the church. Satan would always seek to detract us from the course that God has ordained for our lives. And in the process, would, would present to us lies, deceptions that twist the truth. The truth is, we were created for a purpose. The psalmist says, you have created us. All things are and were created for thy pleasure. And therefore, serving God is not an option. It's a necessity. It's a must. That is why when Jesus was tempted by the enemy with regards to show him a shorter route to receive the kingdoms of the world. He responded that thou shalt worship the Lord your God and him only shalt thou save. Bowing to you may be once, but if I receive the kingdom of this world through you, I would have to save you. And therefore, I would not bow to you for whatever you want to give me because I have to worship the Lord my God and I want to serve him only and not anybody else. Amen. So I believe this is very, very important. This is very crucial. And I want you to accept this truth and let it be a stronghold in your life that serving God it's not optional. It's a necessity. Now, why am I saying it's not optional? It's a necessity. Well, this is it. You see, Jesus gave a summary of the commandments when he was asked by the man who came to him and said, which is the greatest commandment? You see, he asked a question. Matthew chapter 22, let's just... You can find it also in Mark, but for whatever reason, I just... Did I, did I mention the correct verse? Which is the greatest commandment? Good. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, please keep rolling, I'm reading from your screen. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Do you understand, do you, do you understand the man's question? The question is, which is the which is the greatest commandment? Not commandments. Which is 
the greatest commandment. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? The next verse. Let's see Jesus' answer. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. The next verse. This is the first and the greatest commandment. So, if you have answered the first, and the, the person didn't, the person asked, which is the greatest? I don't know if you understand my question. That if, if, if the first commandment is the greatest, that should be your answer. But then Jesus asked and said that the second, the second, please, I haven't finished reading the scripture. Just put it there for me. Okay, since the second is like unto it. In other words, yes, you asked me for the greatest commandment. But you see, it's not the second one is so close to the it's related to the first one that I can't separate them. The second one it's so close to the first one. So to tell you that the first one is the only one is to give you an incomplete answer. You see, the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Hallelujah. Now, The second is so close to the first such that we cannot separate the second from the first. Then I present to you that serving God is not an option because to love your neighbor, to love your neighbor is actually to serve God in your neighbor. To love your neighbor is actually to serve the interest of God. Because, you see, your neighbor belongs to God. Your neighbor has uh, 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 God's eyes on him. So, even love that you express to your neighbor is actually Serving God in that neighbor. That is why I said serving God is not an option. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. Love, you cannot love somebody without serving the person. You cannot love somebody without serving them. If you look at the characteristics of love, in fact, to love somebody is actually to serve the person. To love somebody is to serve the interest of God in the person. Hallelujah. So, I don't know how we came about to think that we can be Christians and yet not serve God. 
don't know, I don't know how, how that came about. That we can be Christians and not serve God. Impossible. You see, there are not two types of Christians. There's only one type of Christian. And that is the one who serves God. Who believes in God and lives for God and serves him. Now, any other type that we have is, is a deviation. Yeah. Because when God demonstrated love, he served us. He told the disciples, I am God amongst you. But I am as one that serves. And the only reason I'm serving you is because I love you. And because my father loves you. And once my father loves you, for God so loved the world. And if I love my father, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot do otherwise than to serve what my father loves. Hallelujah. So we need to get this fact clear. We need to get this fact very clear so that we are not deceived thinking we are serving God. But every action of our lives is contrary to that. Because somebody has told us that, in fact, as a Christian, you don't have to serve God. In fact, if you are a Christian, that's why you don't serve God as a Christian. Then you will serve Satan. So the next question is, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Because whatever you serve, it's your God. I said, whatever you serve, is your God. And so, this morning, as I was praying, I heard him and said, you cannot say you love God and not love your neighbor. And even John said it. Can you say you love God who you have not seen? And your neighbor that is with you, and your neighbor that is with you, you don't love. No. Because you see, your neighbor, your neighbor belongs to God. And God is interested in your neighbor and loves your neighbor just as he loves you. So the, the clearest and the, the, the best manifestation of your love for God is loving your neighbor. Yes. And you cannot say you love your neighbor if you don't save your neighbor. Oh, yes. Because when you look at the definition of love, love is patient. Love is kind. Love seeketh not her own. All those things. If you look, it's been described in many ways. But when you look at it carefully, you are, it's just you are a servant to the person you love. You are there to, to see to the well-being of the person. No matter how much it hurts you. No matter how much it costs you. The person you love, you, the person's interest becomes prime to you. Hallelujah. So, so we, we can see clearly that the reason why Christ was asked one question but could not separate the second from the first is that the, the second is related to the first. 
The second is related to the first. And therefore, I present to you that, listen, if you don't hear anything today, serving God is not optional. Because to love your neighbor is actually service to God. And that's why the Presbyterians have it as a motto. Service to God is service to mankind. This truth, we are so engrossed with ourselves. Give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. All your prayer topics are about yourself. So we don't know the truth is, 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 is it's like we have eyes that can see, but we are not seeing the truth because we are not looking at it. It's not that our eyes can't see, it's not that our spirits can't hear, but it's because we are not listening. And we are not looking at the truth. That's why we can't hear and we can't see. But today, I deliver you from anything that is obstructing your vision and anything that is blocking your hearing. I set you free from it. As you focus your eyes on the truth and as you listen to the voice of the truth, guide your life so that God will be pleased with you. Amen. I said, amen. No, that's, that's very simple. This is a message that I have. Serving God is not an option. It's not an option. It's a necessity. It's a must. Because you cannot, you cannot say you love God when you don't serve him. And you can't serve God when you don't love your neighbor and serve the interest of your neighbor. That is why, you see, when I find people... Uh, making comments like, in this church, it's always about shepherding, shepherding, shepherding. You see, one of the things Satan does is to paint the truth black. Satan has a way of painting the truth with something smelly, something distasteful, so as to knowing who you are, so as to deceive you, and turn your eyes away from something useless. You see, he paints what is useful. A distasteful, a bad smell. And paints what is useless. An aroma that is attractive to you. It's a way of seducing you away from the truth. That's what Paul said. Who has seduced you? So you should not walk in the truth. Hallelujah. But you are free from all those things in jail. That, I'll say that that's why when I hear people complain about our church is shepherding this, this, this. Listen, that, it is actually the way. It is actually the way. The way to, to, to really prove to God that you love him is when you serve his interest in your neighbor. I said, it's when you serve his interest in your neighbor. Hallelujah. Now, to serve, listen carefully, to serve the interest of God in your neighbor. To love your neighbor and therefore to love God is not to neglect the help, the gifts, and the work of God in you. you neglect the work of God in you, you cannot 
serve the work of God in others. Because it is the development of the work of God in you that makes you a useful servant in others. Hear me and hear me well. I may preach for just about 20 minutes or 30 minutes. But it's not how long you speak. But how clear you speak is what is important. And I just hear in my spirit, don't, don't speak a lot. Just be clear in what you say. And that is what I will do. Listen, you cannot serve the interest of God in your neighbor when you neglect the interest of God in you. The interest of God in you is your spirit and his Holy Spirit in you. And you see, the reason why we are struggling with serving God and as a way of trying to escape, we come out with all sorts of silly arguments. I call it silly arguments. Because if you take the Bible that you believe in, the Bible that tells you about salvation, that you believe that you are dying and going to heaven, the same Bible tells you that this is what you must do. So to say that the Bible is true in one breath and in another breath is not true is to be, to be unfortunate. I don't know. I don't want to use a certain word on, on, on the screen. Well, if I meet you in person, I'll tell it to you. I'll tell it to your ear alone. Hallelujah. Yeah. So listen, most of us are struggling to do what we have to do because we have neglected what we shouldn't neglect. We have neglected because we serve God and all that is service to God by our spirit. I said we serve God and all that is required of loving God by our spirit. And therefore, therefore, do not pay attention I said, therefore, do not pay attention to the work of God in you, which is your reborn spirit. It's actually wickedness. It's, it's actually to incapacitate yourself from loving God. Yes. You cannot love God the way you ought to love him if you neglect the spirit that is reborn in you. Is that not the reason why Satan wants us to always focus on the outward man and everything is about the outward man? Meanwhile, the real treasure in you, the real gift of God in you is a combo of your reborn spirit and the Holy Spirit in you. And I tell you, anything that stands in your way of giving attention to your spirit and his interaction with the spirit of God in you is actually doing you a lot of evil, no matter how good it promises to give you. And so this morning, that is all I want to say to you. You know, that's all I want to say to you. And I need you to know something. 
I need you to know something. If you say with your mouth, you love God, but there's no evidence of this love in your service of your neighbor, in your care of your neighbor. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, as, I, as I'm preaching, I'm hearing many things that Jesus said. Like this, what you are saying, this is actually what Jesus said. What you are saying, different verses. And you see, if you say, you, you cannot love God without paying attention to his spirit in you. Because it is by your spirit that you can love God. Jesus told the woman at the well that the father seeketh those who worship him in truth and in spirit. Please put up that verse for me. Highlight it for me so that I can read it on the screen. But the father seeketh such. Now it's When the true, but the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Now, what is the truth? It's not the truth. Is the Word of God not the truth? So the Father is looking for people who will worship Him in spirit. And in truth, that is what the Father is looking for. So can you neglect what will make you worship what God is seeking? Or can you neglect what actually will make you become what God is seeking? Look, we have been told a lot of lies. A lot of deception has gone out into the world in which we are. And many of us have bought into it. Making far more important our physical life than our spiritual life. But today, in the name of Jesus, as I desire in my heart, so shall it be. Be free from this deception. Be free. Be free. And I promise you, giving attention to the development of your spiritual life will bring into your physical life all that you would ever need. You will never lack anything. I said you will never lack anything. The Lord himself shall be your supplier. And you will have it in abundance. Because many of the things that you are chasing after, the quantity that you are looking for, is not the quantity you need. I said the quantity you are chasing for, it's not the quantity you need. The quantity you need is far less than what you are going for. But Satan is using it to occupy you so that you will neglect your spiritual life. But you see, when you pay attention to your spiritual life, your eyes will be open and you will see for real what you need, the real quantities you need for the things you need to do. And you will discover that God has given you more than enough. But not at the cost of the neglect of your spiritual life, but rather at the blessing of paying attention to your spiritual life. May you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you this morning.
I want to give my all to the development of my spiritual life so that I can serve, so that I can love my neighbor as God expects me to love, so that my life will be pleasing to God. I tell you, the best opportunity I ever had is to be able to serve God's interest in anybody's life. It's the greatest. I will live. I will live everything. I said I will live everything to serve the interest of God in your life. Hallelujah. So I prayed for you. I said I pray for you that whatever physical need, emotional need that has captured you, be free from it in the name of Jesus. And give attention to the part of you that will do the great job. To the part of you that will satisfy and answer every need of yours. And to the part of you that will make God look at you with a smile. That will turn his face unto you and be gracious to your life. And not only to you, but to the generations that will come after you. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless us as we have received this word. May the reign of the Holy Spirit fall on our ground for the word that has been sown and cause it to bear much fruit for our lives. Wherever we have lost, may the Lord grant us the grace to recover. Every difficult field that our feet find itself, may the Lord set us free in the name of Jesus, that we will develop and give attention to our spirit man. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us close by a word of prayer. I wanted to speak to the Lord about what we have heard. This is not all the Lord has for you. The Lord has so much for you. And you want him to continue to talk to you. To continue to guide you. And to continue to help you. By his spirit. May he counteract every negative thought that is opposing the wisdom of God in your life. And may the wisdom of God always gain the ascendancy in every encounter with the enemy's voice. Lift up your voice and begin to pray to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, hear our cry as we pray unto you. Hear our cry. Hear our cry, Lord. Hear our cry. Oh, yes, lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Oh, Ramboria Karamana Kanamam. Mabaya Baba Sakalamashin, the Babalo Baboki, the Nebam. You Oh, yes. I want you to pray wherever you are. Let it be our portion, Lord, that everything about you will be what we seek after. Makaro bakita rabalanda. Makara mama 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 ya baba zikara mashikuru. Oh, Jesus, help us, help us, help us. It may be difficult, but there's nothing impossible with you, oh God. Mikaro nirikasindere baba. 
Aye, shikala bokanda kamaya baba. Minari andi kusukuluma. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mekuruma shikuruma mama maya andi hibo sinudeba. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We bless your name. As help from above comes to us. Let your house in us be our focus. Oh, let us pay attention to it. May we never neglect your presence in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That prosperity shall come to our lives. That we will lack nothing in this life. We shall have peace with you. We shall walk pleasing to your life. We shall work pleasing in our life to you. And oh Lord, you shall bless us with abundance of all good things. May we have everything we have needed because you are the great provider. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, bless your name, God. Bless your name. Bless your name in our lives. In our words, in our actions. May our focus be about you in us. For serving you is not an option. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you may be watching as a family member. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I need you to know something. You need to have peace with God. Because we are sinners, the wrath of God is set against our lives. And unless we have peace with God through our faith in Jesus Christ, at the end of the day, when life, the sunset of life sets, when the sun of life sets, we will stand before God and we will receive his full wrath. That is why he sent Jesus Christ into the world. That all through who believe him might have peace with him and be forgiven our sins. Therefore, wherever you are, whoever you are, you want to say, Pastor, I want to declare my faith in Jesus by this prayer. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity that you have given me to even hear your word as it's being preached. I want to make it right with you. Therefore, I come to you in prayer, declaring that I know I have been rebellious and I've walked my own way. But today, I come to you asking for forgiveness of my sins and handing over my life to your rulership. I believe in Jesus Christ as your son who came to die for my sins. And I receive him as such as my Lord and Savior. By his blood, let every sin of my life be forgiven. By his blood, thank you that I will be a new man. I am a new man. By his blood, I have access to your presence daily because of the forgiveness I have received. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you into my heart as my Lord. And I confess you 
as the son of the living God who died and rose again on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father. Through you, Jesus, I have victory over the works of darkness of this world. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit that I may walk victoriously every step of my life. In your name, Jesus, I have prayed. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.